Yeah, we love this time of the week. We've got a very special topic we'll talk about in a moment. Let's welcome along our hosts. We've got Peter Mullen here and another special guest who's been away for quite a while. Philip Rankin's here. Good afternoon. Uh, g'day, g'day. Great to be back. Just um, back from America after a, a research and study tour on the RBTI analysis and the experts from around the world. It's great to be back. Okay. And today's topic, polycystic ovarian syndrome, Peter. Yeah, it's... um. It's one of the one of the uh, conditions that when I first started practicing 25 years ago, um, I rarely saw a patient with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And today, last week, we were talking about causes of infertility, and um, PCOS is 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 up there with one of the major causes for a lot of women with um, infertility or fertility issues. Finding out about PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I guess the first question to ask you about it, Peter, is who is affected by this? Well, as as you were saying before, it's estimated that up to ten to twenty percent of women have PCOS. So that's one in five women. Um, and in the as I was saying before, when I first started in practice, like I didn't come across it, you know, as regularly as what I would do now. And we were talking about it in the break actually. And the PCOS has traditionally been associated with um, larger women because one of the issues is that um, with not not ovulating, insulin resistance. Um, weight gain is very easy. So for a lot of these girls, they really can put on weight very easily and have trouble losing it. But um, I'm also seeing more and more clients that have um, that are very lean but also have PCOS as well. That's interesting because it has been an issue for quite a long time. Larger women going to the doctor, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, I can't conceive. What What is it? And then it's revealed that it could be PCOS. That could be the issue. Yeah, definitely. And it's pretty easy to determine if someone's got PCOS. You can have blood tests done to check things like pituitary hormones, estrogen, progesterone. Um, you can also have an ultrasound done to see if there's... Um, multiple cysts on the ovaries and it's kind of interesting with the the way like the the cycle works in the first part of the cycle traditionally um, women have an increase in their estrogen which gets the egg ready to um, produce a follicle so normally what happens at ovulation the ovary does produce a little cyst and then at ovulation that cyst bursts or ruptures and releases a couple of eggs and the lucky egg gets to go down the fallopian tube and then that burst cyst, that little sore on the ovary, actually becomes the corpus luteum. So it, it produces the progesterone in the second half of the cycle. And as that little sore heals up, that's when the progesterone levels drop. And if there's no um, fertilization, then the period happens. So one of the big problems with PCOS is that this, that feedback doesn't happen because the cysts get formed and they don't rupture. So they never have... They, the, one of the signs is... a um, not having a period basically so that that you need that second part of the cycle the progesterone to and that progesterone dropping to signify or signal then the pituitary to start to rev up the estrogen production so it just it makes a tremendous does insulin play a role in this with pcos absolutely absolutely and that's been put forward as one of the causes for pcos is insulin resistance and so the insulin resistance in the body is then inhibiting New growth. Is what it, what it does is um because there's a genetic there seems to be a genetic component with PCOS as well, so it sort of runs in runs in families obviously, and with insulin resistance again there can be a, predis, a genetic predisposition. So with insulin resistance it's where from eating too many carbohydrates, um, calling on the pancreas to produce too much insulin, the insulin receptors on the cells lose their sensitivity, so mm-hmm. all of a sudden the insulin doesn't work anymore to get the sugar out because the insulin's job is to take the sugar out of the blood and put it into your cells 
So what happens with insulin resistance is you lose that insulin sensitivity, so the um, pancreas is producing more and more insulin, and this insulin, as you said, is having a growth hormone-like effect and causing these cysts to form on the, right. on the ovaries. And, and does the insulin itself get weak? You said insulin resistance. Uh, could the, oh, it's insulin... the receptors. The receptors become resistant to the insulin. Right, right. So the pancreas has got to produce more and more. It's like having a key, having a lock, and trying to fit a, fit a key in it, but the, the key doesn't fit anymore, so mm. you've got to get another half a dozen keys and mm. try those as well, and mm. all of a sudden you've got all this excess insulin. And you were saying in America, when you've come back, like mm. there's major problems with obesity. And major, major, major problems. It's, 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 you, you hear about it, we, we see it on TV, etc. we hear it on programs, but to actually visually see it, there's no question, it's a serious problem. Yeah, and a lot of that's been linked back to, you know, excess carbohydrates and, you know, the whole um, fructo, um, corn syrup in everything. Yes, and, yes very you know, much. So. Major, major problems with our whole food regulation. So, so, Peter, you mentioned that underweight women also suffer with PCOS. How is that? How do they well, explain that? I think there's a genetic predisposition with that. So it's genetical. Yeah, and I think also, I think that um, maybe um, toxic exposure as well, you know, um, pesticides can have an estrogenic-like effect or hormonal-like effect. Um, you know, we are talking with about fertility last week, you know, plastic water bottles, the, the compounds that leach out of the plastic mm. can have a role as well. Also there, uh, Dave, the yeah, Peter, question you on this, the insulin resistance, you don't have to be, even in the case of, say, diabetes, etc., you don't have to be overweight to have... You can, still have, you can still have insulin resistance even if you're lean as well. Is the higher percentage, however, obese? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we'll talk more after the break about how to go about addressing it, but it is, it, it's definitely one of the major reasons why we're seeing such um, fertility issues these days. Now, the question I've got for you, Peter, how do you know if you've got it? Um, well, symptoms can include things like irregular or absent menstrual cycles. Uh, infertility, we've talked about a lot. Um, weight gain, you know, young women that put on a lot of weight quite quickly and um, di particularly difficulty in losing weight as well because the insulin resistance can really make that difficult. Um, acne or oily skin, um, excessive hair or thinning of hair on the head and obviously cysts on the ovaries as well. Would you be also almost verging on diabetes? Yeah, if, the, if so you've got insulin possibly resistance. Have a yeah, if a lot of women with PCOS will actually go on to develop diabetes, possibly in later life. Mm. Yeah, look, if they're not really careful. And uh, I just mentioned back from another country, and we're not far behind them. Like the the stats on the ill health, the um, issues that are coming up only now, Peter, in young women. It's not just uh, older older women, etc. This is possibly occurring more because of the the lack of nutrition, the breakdown and degeneration of the, the human body, even in young women. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, we were talking about this in the break that, you know, there's a type of PCOS that can come from, a, a lot of people don't realise, you know, with the oral contraceptive pill, you know, it's been an awesome achievement, you know, and it's been great for a lot of people, but we forget that it's still quite a powerful drug. Mm. And I think a lot of young women being put on the pill, you know, when they then go to fall pregnant, um, some women it can take up to two years to get over the effects of the pill. So they they develop a form of PCOS, particularly if there's a family history of it as well. So It's interesting that you should say that because last week we spoke about fertility and younger women are more fertile. Young women should be more fertile, yeah. absolutely, but that's what we're seeing starting to decline. Oh. 
You see, um, like the, the the need for nutrition, I always bring it back to the biochemistry and the the lack of the even nutrition that's in our food today is not supporting the regeneration of new life. Literally. Yeah, and literally, literally at that cell at that cell level. Now, Peter, what to do if you think you might have PCOS? Well, the first first step with um, something like PCOS is to get get tested. Um, you really need to determine that that's what the actual case is. Um, and as I was saying before, there's blood tests you can have done through your GP for pituitary and ovarian hormone levels. Um, one of the, the hormones that's increased with women with PCOS is, well, there's an overproduction of testosterone. So often there's increased hair growth with women as well. Um, but also, too, just while we're talking about that, there's also symptoms such as um, anxiety and depression associated with all this hormonal disturbance. So mm, mm. if someone's got PCOS, it's not just a hormonal problem. It's a whole body mm. chemistry problem. Um, so also circulating androgens you want to be tested for, like testosterone, uh, DHEA, which is an adrenal hormone marker. Um, because there are a few different types of PCOS, from a naturopathic point of view, the great news is that there's a lot that can be done from a natural therapist's point of view you know, to help help women with PCOS. And this is it, this is the real exciting thing. This is the part. exciting thing. There's yeah. a, a lot that naturopaths can actually do to help women recover from PCOS and go on to have babies naturally because it, it sort of falls into our forte a lot in that, um, and we'll talk about diet first, but it falls into our forte. That's the big area we're good at is determining what someone's cause of, say, something like PCOS is, whether it's insulin resistance, whether it's post-pill PCOS, um, whether it's due to toxicity and inflammation Genetics. and other drivers. So mm-hmm. finding out the drivers and the triggers, um, but diet's the first place that we would start. You just mentioned just before we went to the break uh, some more about this. Let's explore that a little further if we could. Um, we'll, sorry, no, this is, this is what I, I encourage you to listen carefully. Um, the naturopathic remedies and cures really are the exciting part about what it, Peter's about to share with us. Well, PCOS, PCOS particularly is an area, as I was saying before the break, that um, naturopaths can really help a lot with. Um, the main main goal, if if someone's got PCOS and they're overweight, is obviously to reduce weight and up your exercise regime, which sounds like common sense, but um, this is where sometimes people need a bit of extra guidance about exactly what type of diet to follow. Mm. So with something like PCOS, if there's insulin resistance, you really want to be on a low glycemic diet where you basically reduce your carbs, and sometimes you've got to reduce your carbs quite drastically until you get into fat-burning mode, and then you can sort of readjust that. So as I was saying before, for these women it can be very difficult. Um, Herbal medicines play an amazing role in helping to treat PCOS. PCOS. Um, Ones that I often use in practice are herbs like chase tree, uh, and chase tree is kind of like... um, it works from the pituitary down, so it actually helps to bring up the progesterone in the second half of the cycle. Particularly, these are beautiful music to our ears. Is it these, Dave? This is <laughs> this is the drugs of health. Yeah, keep Lic- the drugs over there, right? I don't want them. <laughs> Licorice is another herb. Um, peony, uh, withania again is a great herb for adrenal and thyroid support. And tribulus, which again, a lot of women think of, a lot of people think of tribulus as the male. Mm-hmm. You know, male hormone. But, um, Will that tributus. help take away the extra hair in that? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Actually, tribulus really helps with um, pulling it all together and helps with the excessive androgen production. Um, and then two herbs useful for insulin resistance are things like gymnema. And I should bring some into the into the um, mm. radio for a little test. 
Yeah, we should try <coughs> Put that in, in uh, Philip's water, I think. <laughs> what, what you do with Jim Nema, because it kills your sugar taste, so if you have a few drops of this on your tongue and then eat chocolate or lollies, they taste absolutely disgusting. Wow. Okay. So that'd be, who can we do that on here? The, oh, Philip Rankin. Yeah, I'll or start. Or Bruce. I'll, yeah, Bruce and I'll have a can go. We, yeah, Bruce Lewis. We'll do it on air. Yeah, knowing, yeah. I think that'll be good. So Jim Nema, cinnamon. You know, cinnamon, half a teaspoon of pure cinnamon powder in warm water and in the cup of tea in the morning. What will that great. do for you? It helps with insulin resistance. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good herbal, natural herbal medicine for helping with diabetes as well. Um, so low, low glycemic diet with healthy protein. Coffee should be avoided as well. Coffee has been shown to increase estrogen levels. Is this for the ladies or for men? Well, I think if the ladies are avoiding coffee, the yeah. men should avoid it as well. I love my coffee. <laughs> and it's well, not coffee... forever. I mean, this is this is the fun thing about the natural health remedies. It's not forever. I mean, you get you remove this if until you, like, you fix it. Until you fix, fix the problem. problem. And, and now, I suspect that coffee would also cause increased estrogen levels in men. Mm. <laughs> Does that mean more hair? Well, more means, shaving? means man boobs, oh. possibly. Now, tell me a little bit about Kirsty Bednar and a special seminar that you have tonight. Well, tonight's the second of our great seminars on preconception and natural fertility. And Kirsty Bednar's one of our great naturopaths at Mullen Health. Um, and tonight we have a free talk on from 6.30. And um, Kirsty's great. She's a real expert in fertility and... Um, preconception particularly a few chairs still available that we could come along we do have a few chairs still available oh it's a great night it's very dedicated practitioners to share their knowledge it's wonderful question time every single night's different and and, and if we'd like some more details on that how can we find those out um people can either look online at mullenhealth.com.au and they can book through sticky tickets there or if they would like to phone the office on 49614075 then um, one of our ladies will be able to help them out with tickets for tonight Okay, then. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, Dave. We'll be back again next Tuesday. Thank you. That's Health and Wellbeing. Joining me today, of course, we had Philip Rankin and uh, Peter Mullen. Same time here at 2 in your RFM, just after the news at midday.